Hi, everyone. So in this episode, I want to analyze this concept of Kalim. What are Kalim? What are these utensils that we are given in this world to be able to serve Hashem? Listen up. It's going to be great. When Yaakov comes down to Mitzrayim, it says, they took their livestock, their all their properties, which they amassed in the land of Canaan, and they brought it to Mitzrayim, Yaakov, and everyone with him and all his offspring. Question. It says that they brought all the property which they amassed in Canaan. One minute. What about all the, the sheep? What about all the wealth he amassed in Padamaram with Lavan? We know it took him six years and then he became the wealthiest person in the world. What happened to all that wealth? Says Rashi. Everything that he acquired in Padamaram, he gave it all away to Asaph. He said to Asaph, look, take everything I've got. Take all this property. I just want the cave of Machpelah. One minute. <laughs> this is Yaakov, who only a while back was concerned about the Pachim Katanim, the tiny jugs. Why? Because every single tiny jug can be used for Kiddush Hashem. And here he is. He says, just take just take the lot. Just, you know, the whole lot. More than that. Well, she continues with the Medrash. Amah, he says, Nechasi kadaili. When I'm in Israel, having all the Kalim, all the money from outside of Israel... Nah, I don't need it anymore. How can it be? So guess what? With Rav Dessler, it's all going to become clear. Let's discuss the whole concept of Kalim. Let's look at the whole concept of Kalim. What are Kalim? How do you translate it? What does it mean? Um, do they change? What's the point in them? And let's have a broader picture. And then we'll, we'll get back to answering the question, specifically with Yaakov. Here we go. Every single tiny thing that is given to me to help me in my mission in this world is called a kli, a utensil. That can be my money, my car, my house, my parents, friends, my rebellion, my personality, my body, my neshama, my looks. Everything, everything which is not me, but just is used by me. I don't mean use as in a horrible sense, you know, use my friends, use my wife, not in that sense. It means that any relationship, every interaction I have with people, any item, any pe any person, any personality, anything, everything that I've got to help me in my mission in this world is called a Kli. Very often, your mission is not given all in one go. You have to mature. And as you mature, then you're ready for your next part of the mission and the next part and the next part. When you're at stage one on your mission in this world, you need the Kalim for stage one. But when you move on to stage two, then you don't need those Kalim anymore. You need a new set of Kalim. When you move on to stage three, you outgrow your Kalim from stage two and you don't need them anymore. Continuously outgrowing your Kalim. Let me bring you an example that Avdasta brings. He says, imagine someone is wealthy. So at this stage in life, what is their mission? To be able to become a Baal Chesed, to become a giver, and use the money appropriately to be able to give to Sadaqah. Now, which charities will this person give money to? So if he sees people who are hungry, he'll help out the people who are hungry. But he won't give money towards people learning Torah because he doesn't value Torah. So he is a Baal Chesed, he is a giver, but only on the level of physicality because he doesn't see a higher level of spirituality. So it could be 
that once he's now conquered stage one, he's become a giver. He now needs to move on to the second stage in life, which is to now have an appreciation for spirituality. It is possible that in order for him to get to that appreciation of spirituality, the money is a distraction. He has to lose the money, and now he won't be focused on materialism, but he'll be focused on spirituality. And he realizes, wow, there is a value to the spiritual world. There is a value to Torah and mitzvahs. Once he now has appreciation of that, it could be he now he's moved on to stage three of the mission. He now has to be given back his kalim of the money. Now he has the money. When he does chesed and he gives, not only would he give to those who need help physically, but he would also be able to help those who need help spiritually. And he would also realize the value of education and being able to teach and of Torah and also help people with their Torah. As you're going through your mission, as you're going through the different levels, different kalim are needed. Yaakov recognized that when he was in Chutzlaretz, when he was outside of Israel, he needed the kalim. When he needed the kalim, he would not waste a single one, not even a little ceramic cup. Every single tiny clee he used, because he realized there were sparks of holiness inside there, I have to use it. But once he moved to Israel, he realized, I don't need those anymore. I'm now on a new mission. And with my new mission, I've outgrown those kalim. I don't need those kalim anymore. I can get rid of them. You actually see this idea as well of the developing of the mission and therefore the change of the kalim. When Yaakov finally meets Yosef after all these years, Yosef runs towards his father, kisses him, hugs him. What does Yaakov do? He says Shema. Now there's many answers given as to why he says Shema, but listen to this one. Yaakov, at that moment in time, when he felt such love for Yosef, he realized it's inappropriate, it's a distraction towards my love to Hashem, I'm going to say Shema. I don't want to focus on my love of my son. No, that's a distraction. I only want to focus on love of Hashem, and therefore at this time where I may be distracted with my love, no, I'm going to focus only on you, Hashem. One minute. How can you say that? We know that Yaakov loved Yosef. We know that Yaakov made the coat for Yosef. He was his beloved son. Now you're telling me that he doesn't want to have a relationship with his son? How can that be? Answer is, Yaakov realizes we're now in Egypt. When my mission was in Israel, I have the mission of Kedusha sanctifying, perfecting the physical world, and having love and using that love to connect towards Hashem. Now I'm in Egypt, and Egypt is a very dangerous place to be. You can get lost in physicality. I don't want to lose focus because Egypt is such a physical nation. I'm going to get drowned in it. I want to now separate myself from the physical world, even separate from my love of my son. Do not try this at home. Egypt it's a new part of the mission, I need new tools, and I'm not going to show any love towards my son. So interestingly, unlike what I mentioned in the previous podcast, where we said that Yaakov is Kedusha, which is imbuing physicality with spirituality, when he came down to Egypt, he now takes on precious separation. He says, I can't now engage with the physical, I have to now separate from it. It's a new part of my mission, and therefore new tools are required. So what message can we take on for ourselves? You know, the Rambam says that when you're trying to teach your children to be able to keep mitzvahs, you start off with sweets. 
Once a person conquers the desire for sweets, what do you give them? Clothes. That follows by money, followed by honor. Food is very tangible. It's, it's immediate pleasure. Clothes is a bit more refined. It's, it's how you look. It's not, you're not eating it. Then it moves to money. Money equals power. Moving from money into something even less tangible, covered, honor. Each time you progress, you leave. You abandon the last kalim because you don't need them. You progress from it. When we need a kli, we have to respect it. We mustn't waste it. We have to use it perfectly. But when we've outgrown it, sometimes we don't need the toys that we needed to when we're young. Then don't hold on to them. Move on. Move on to your next stage, your next part of the mission, which is going to acquire new kalim. Have a great Shabbos.